0: 5208 media And you can see that statement is not true Wrestling has more than one royal family everybody to the only show that does a botched blade job on itself and cuts their finger trying to open a freaking watch battery pack right before recording i'm robbie and i am recovering fine i mean it's it's fine i got a little band-aid on my finger it's okay i'm not nearly as tough as uh, (laughs) everyone else in the ring is i guess uh but it's okay welcome to the show uh thank you guys so much for tuning in we're I'm, I'm still getting used to just being me here. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this. We got a lot of really cool stuff. We got stuff I really want to talk about. And then we got some, just some fun stuff here at the end. So let's jump right into it. I think the biggest piece of news in pro wrestling right now is AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling have announced Forbidden Door uh, Sunday, June 26th at the United Center in Chicago. Uh, I'm excited I'm bummed a little bit For personal reasons Which is that I already know I won't be able to watch it live I won't be there to react to it live And you guys probably won't get reactions from me Until like a week or so later I'm gonna be honest You know That sucks Uh, Really wish I could watch it But I already am planning on being out of the country On a trip with my wife We will be celebrating our honeymoon Finally So uh, we'll be in Italy, um, which, you know, I hate to say sucks because I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited to spend time with my wife, who I love very, very much, but I will not get to watch the (laughs) the New Japan AEW Super Show, Uh, which is also a shame because I really, if I was going to be in the States, I might consider buying a plane ticket to Chicago and go into the show. I think that would be awesome. Uh, the United center is a great venue. Um, so, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting news. They announced it last week on dynamite. So I haven't had a chance to talk about this yet and I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it's worth speculating on who's going to face who at this point. Um, I think we'll get some teases, maybe, in the lead-up to Double or Nothing, but we'll definitely not get any big reveals until Double or Nothing. I suspect whoever wins the AEW World Championship at that pay-per-view will then have a stare-down with a Tanahashi or an Okada, someone like that. Um But that really depends, you know, do they put the title on CM Punk or Bryan Danielson or something? Yeah. Do they keep it with Hangman? I'm fine with all of those options, but it's, it, it's not worth speculating who's going to face who quite yet because we won't really know that until it gets a lot closer. Um, I will say I've seen people online who were already clamoring for this to be a stadium show and not an arena show, which I'm going to disagree with there. I think uh, putting it in the United Center is a perfect venue for this. Uh, first of all, you know, The United Center is the largest arena in the NBA or the NHL. That's where the Bulls and the Chicago Blackhawks play. Uh, It's a hard venue to sell out. Uh, WWE has only ever run one event there with SummerSlam 94. And AEW has already effectively sold it out once with CM Punk's return at uh, AEW Rampage, the first stance. So I think that's an accomplishment in and of itself. I think you're talking something that is... As much as we put it for take it for granted in the wrestling world, something like Madison Square Garden, capacity-wise, you know, I think selling out something like that, something that size, is a big deal. And to move it to a stadium, to move it to somewhere like a MetLife or uh, Soldier Field, I guess, if you're talking about keeping it in Chicago or Wrigley Field, if you want to move to Chicago, although I don't think a Sunday at Wrigley Field is going to happen unless the Cubs are for sure <laughs> away. Um, doing something like that I think is doing yourself a little bit of a disservice uh, just because I think this is kind of perfect for an arena show. It gives them the chance to sell out the venue for sure. Um, but what do I know? I think it's I think it's a great venue. I think the AEW has only run at a larger venue one time and that was at Arthur Ashe in Queens And that's really only about 2,000 more people. So, I don't know. I think if you get into a logistics fight here, turning it into a stadium show isn't worth it. I don't know why you would want it to be a stadium show. I don't know why you would want it to feel big and empty. Especially if you're planning on going, because stadium shows kind of suck. WrestleMania Live was not great. I was watching a screen the whole time with no commentary. I could have been having a better experience, (laughs) you know, just for like what you would normally pay, I guess, you know, I guess if they want to sell the $700 tickets, you know, they could run at a stadium, but it doesn't make that much sense to me. I would, I would keep it at the United Center. I think that makes complete sense. Uh, The other thing I think people need to do before this show is set your expectations accordingly. Uh, For a super show like this, the most helpful thing I can say going into it is that with it being a super show, with it being the top stars from two different companies, there's going to be a lot of equal matches, maybe a time limit draw for the world title. You know, I just don't think we can expect... The two promotions aren't combining. I think that's what people need to keep in check, is that these two, New Japan and AEW, aren't combining into one promotion for one night. They are doing a showcase of their best talent from each promotion. So that means that I don't think we'll see a lot of titles change hands. Maybe the IWGP US title. I really don't think we see an AEW title change hands. Uh, unless they've got someone like a Kenta, that they would maybe want to put the TNT title on for a short run. I could see that maybe being a thing. But I I don't want people to get their hopes up for big, long-term storytelling here. This is going to be a bang, one-off, some good matches, but not much to remember. You know, these aren't going to be... This isn't going to be your hangman kenny moment like all out was this last year or sorry uh full gear was this last year that that's that's what i want to keep in check is i and i think the other thing to remember is if we get a women's match at all it'll be two women we've already seen either both aw contracted or one that's been you know maybe we get a maki Ido match But that's kind of a stretch, because you have to remember, New Japan does not have a women's division, which is fine. I'm not saying that New Japan needs to come up with a women's division before this. But I do think that just set your expectations rightfully. You know, I don't think we're getting a Britt Baker match. Unless unless there's something that can be worked out to add a women's promotion in there. Unless they can work out a deal with stardom or something like that to bring you know maybe two women from stardom over which would be cool i'd be into it but i just i think set your expectations accordingly a lot of good matches with little story with little build a probably one maybe zero women's matches and likely no major title changes uh which is fine I, I do I do want to reiterate that I don't think those are bad things. I think those are things that need to be in check before before we sh- before we see the show. I don't think we can set our expectations through the moon here. And I this will this sounds like a criticism of AEW right now, and I promise you it isn't because you know three months from now or whatever, two months from now, whenever the show happens, you know if you're expect if the if these expectations aren't met people that want to get down on AEW will use this against them and when I would say I wasn't expecting any of those things in the beginning I think it's actually it's just setting your expectations in the right place so that you don't get disappointed and you don't have a reason to make people look bad uh but I'm excited for the show. And as we get more details, as we get more speculation, as we get more of those concrete ideas of what the matches are going to be, I think we're all in for a treat. Uh, I'm excited for it. excited for it. Other than that, we got, uh, raw last night was actually pretty good. So that was two nights ago. Uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out on Wednesday morning, uh, we had two major returns and those are the big things to talk about. The first one is Oscar is back. And, uh, I'm excited. I love Asuka. I think she's fantastic in the ring. I think she is a fantastic worker. And her chemistry with Becky uh, when they get in a match is second to none. So, so happy to see that Asuka is back. Um, if Becky versus Asuka is what we need to get some non title feuds going on in WWE for the women, I think that's perfect. I think I'd love to see some more of that I'd love to see them take this uh, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan feud somewhere I think if that can thrive without a title I think we're on the verge of something really cool in the women's division in WWE Uh, other return Mustafa Ali is back which is awesome Uh, really happy for that really happy for him I'm glad he's been given something that will work for him uh, hopefully I think his Ms. TV segment was pretty good I enjoyed it I don't know exactly where the story is leading with Ali, but I think there's a couple places they could go. I really don't think that they'll be using Theory as a transitional champion for the U.S. title, so I don't think we're in for a long run with Mustafa Ali as the champion. I think maybe a... I don't know, maybe they they shoot the title back and forth until SummerSlam. That could be interesting, something to propel one of them into the spotlight. Leave the other one as the United States champion. Let them keep that spot and work with some great talent. I think that would be a great spot for Mustfali. I think Theory is set for a much higher place. So we'll see where, where he ends up. Uh, I do like that they are positioning Masfali in the place that he really is, uh, or he w- has been even off screen. They are positioning him as opposition to vince mcmahon to wwe because he, he wanted out of his contract and i don't think there was any way around that so i like that they addressed it i like that they addressed that with ali i like that they're hopefully going to go in a direction with this with theory being the poster boy for the corporation right now for you know wwe i think that works i think it also works with where they've got cody positioned right now so maybe we could see uh you know maybe if we bring in a another guy like that you know to represent WWE you could see some tag matches with Cody and Mustafa versus theory and an unnamed other person uh, the other thing we've got is as Ali was leaving the ring after beating the Miz last night he got attacked by Champa i think that could be interesting Champa's obviously a fantastic worker And I think both of them have really high ceilings. I can't wait to see what they do with it. It'll be good. Uh, I don't think we have any other stories for today, and I'm not really doing an opinion piece. So let's talk about some fun stuff that's been going on in the world of wrestling-branded merchandise. So the first thing I want to talk about is I cannot stress enough how much I've enjoyed the Danhausen Coffeehausen. That I got from Rootless Coffee Company. I this is not a sponsored post here or anything like that. I would love it if Rootless would sponsor me. I'd love to get my own blend of coffee, but that's not what this is. Honestly, if you love a good, just a good solid cup of coffee, you want to. You're, if you're just like a you know splash of milk, a little bit of sweetener kind of guy like I am, I think it really shines. You know, you don't need to pour a bunch of stuff into it. You don't need to, you know, I'm sure it would be fine if you ground it really fine, turned it into an espresso and did, you know, a latte with it or even just a straight shot of espresso. But I think it works really well as a drip coffee or pour over that kind of situation. It's fantastic stuff. I'm not a coffee reviewer by any stretch of the imagination, but I I foresee myself getting another bag. It is not a gimmick. I called it a gimmick and the one episode right after I got it. It really is quality stuff. So I'm loving it. I, you know, I'm probably going to order another bag sometime this week because I'm already getting low. Such, such good stuff. Love that Dan Housen. Very nice, very evil, very tasty. Uh, other things that I got, I did order some cigars from American Rebel. Of course, the cigar company, or at least private label owned by Cody Rhodes and Frankie Kazarian, two guys that I think are doing some excellent stuff. The cigar I got, I will say, was the Sliced Bread Number 2 in a Torpedo. If you're not a cigar person, I totally understand. Uh, for me, it was a fairly average cigar, definitely not something that I would say was worth what the price per stick was. It burned kind of uneven, but the flavor was good. I like the blend there. Uh, I thought Stogie Bird, the company they're partnered with to uh, actually facilitate the sale and delivery and shipping of the cigars, did a fantastic job of packing it. It came with some great Cody and Kaz stickers. You know, lots of great stuff to go with it. Definitely worth saying you did it. And I don't know, maybe I'll try a different cigar from them but the sliced bread number two in the Connecticut torpedo was not quite cutting it for me. The burn was a little, like I said, the burn was a little uneven. The flavors were pretty good, but I don't know if I'd pick it up over a premium cigar, another premium cigar. Once I've finished my five pack that I ordered, I thought it was really good. I definitely, if you're a cigar fan, if you're a pro wrestling fan, it's worth the novelty to say you've tried them. Uh, and maybe go with a sampler, try some different stuff from them. Who knows? I, once again, I'm not a coffee reviewer, I'm not a cigar reviewer, so I can just tell you what I like and what I don't like. And overall, I don't have anything bad to say about either of those. So that that makes me happier than anything is that I can say they're both worth giving a try. And uh, they're good introductions to quality companies. You know, if you don't like the Danhausen, Coffeehausen, you could try another one of Rootless's blends because I think the quality is high, the coffee is high quality, which is great. If you don't like the cigars you get from American Rebel, you could join any of the other you know clubs that Stogie Bird has to offer, and I think that would be well worth your time. So. If pro wrestling is what it takes to introduce you to some fantastic companies doing great things in some industries that are definitely ruled by bigger corporations, and you want to try out some of the little guys, some of the more boutique stuff, give Stogie Bird, give Rootless Coffee a chance, and uh, you know check out the Danhausen Coffee or the RJ City Coffee or any of the American Rebel Cigars. Other than that, I will. I'm about to throw it back to myself who. Uh, In the past, received a box from Pro Wrestling Tees. I think uh, I'll explain this again in the clip, but I bought three different mystery pack items. So I bought a mystery uh, bag t-shirt. I bought a mystery three pack of AEW action figures and a mystery three pack of Pro Wrestling Tees micro brawlers. So I'm going to go ahead and throw that back over to myself from earlier. All right. Hey, thanks so much, Future Robbie. This is Past Robbie here. Uh, it's Friday, and I just got a big package in. So uh, I know we're going to have reviews of the in depth reviews on this episode of the Danhausen Coffeehausen and the American Rebel cigars. But uh, what I did was I went online to Pro Wrestling Teas. You guys are all familiar with the website Pro Wrestling Tees. And I bought pretty much everything you could get that was a mystery grab bag. I think just about. So, I don't remember everything I got. I could pull up the order here. But it looks like I'm opening the first. I got a big box with a bunch of stuff in it. So, this first one is the mystery grab bag um, shirt. And all these pictures, just like the coffee house in- Okay, so this one's got the shirt in it first, and this is a shirt that says, Wrestling's Not Fake. Uh, I don't know who shirt. Oh, it's a David Arquette shirt. It's a David Arquette "Wrestling is Not Wrestling's Not Fake shirt. Uh, it's just kind of his face, and then instead of actually having a face, it says, Wrestling's Not Fake. Big fan of this. I like it. It's a good color. It's nice. It'll probably be a underneath a jacket or underneath a uh, flannel, so you can just see the design in the middle. Uh, that's cool. That's really, really cool. So we got that guy. Um, and then some more stuff in this first box. We got a, two micro brawlers. Nice. We got an IRS micro brawler. Fantastic. Big fan of IRS. And, oh, we got two more micro brawlers in here. We got one, oh, we got Glacier, Glacier from WCW, uh, we got a Glacier micro brawler, he's looking real cool, he's looking really cool, uh, that's not intended to be a fun. and then lastly, yep, we got Virgil, so three cool little micro brawler guys, those will go with my, uh, my Mick Foley that's not really a micro brawler, I guess he's Mankind specifically, uh, but I got that from the WWE shop mcfoley box a couple months back i guess it was longer than that now i've got a danhausen and a macho man so those guys will all go well together and then oh nice nice so i got the a couple of aew figures Ooh, and all three are ones i don't actually have already so i got that Uh, Cody Wrestling Superstars LJN style figure. That's pretty cool. Got the Cody Rhodes poster inside. Excited to have this guy. Um, It's a really cool one. I've got the Jake Hager. Okay, I don't know if I'd normally pick up Jake Hager, but I'm not mad about it. And uh, the box is in pretty good condition. Jake's... Looking good. He's from his Unrivaled collection. It's a Series 6. And we got a Series 6 MJF. Which, I'm really excited about that one. I have uh, MJF's great. Having a figure of his is great. He's not in my collection currently. And that will expand my sl- uh, slowly growing AEW figure collection. So, I got a lot of guys to now put on my shelf here. That's exciting. So really excited about this Cody Rhodes. I I've seen it in the stores a couple of times and I haven't picked it up. And uh now I'm glad it, it came to me in this mystery box. So, yeah, looking up, just going over it all one more time. So I got a 3 figure pack, 3 mystery AEW figure pack from Pro Wrestling Tees and that's where I got the Cody Rhodes LJN style. I got a Jake Hager and an MJF. And then I got this David Arquette Wrestling's Not Fake shirt. Excited about that. And then lastly, I got three micro brawlers. And to go over those again, that's Glacier, IRS, and Virgil. All right. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, So guys, thank you so much for listening to this little segment here. And uh, back to whatever else we have planned for the episode. Thanks, Robbie. All right, and we're back. Thank you, Past Robbie. Uh, I have no updates on those toys. They've all, they're have all they all sitting really well on my desk here. It's fantastic. Uh, pictures of everything that I got in those grab bags will be on my Twitter, at RobbieDShazer, so you guys can definitely go check those out over there. Other than that, I don't think I have much more to contribute this episode of Untitled. But I will say uh, I'm looking forward to Dynamite tomorrow. I'm looking forward to uh, Cash Uh, Hart. Now I'm Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. There we go. FTR, they're usually known, and I feel like such a mark not knowing their names. But uh, they're they're facing off against each other in singles action for the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, That should be a fantastic match. They're both two of the best wrestlers in tag team situations. And so to see them finally face off against each other, I think we're going to get a fantastic old-school wrestling match, if you will. So, um, other than that, there's other FTR news and that uh, Bret Hart may have signed a deal with WWE. Who knows what's going on there? Until there's something really confirmed, something firm, uh, we don't need to talk about that. Good for Bret. You know, my anyone who knows me knows my philosophy in wrestling is always just i'm happy for everyone who is doing what they want making money being happy you know if and if they're not happy and they leave and they go somewhere else i hope they're happy there so uh good for brett for getting his bag doing whatever he's doing whether that's you know i speculated on twitter that it was a legends deal similar to jerry the king lawler's in which he can do some indie events some appearances but not uh, major television appearances for other companies. I think that's likely where they're going with it, where they're at with it. Uh, but we'll see if, if more information comes out, we'll be sure to talk about it in the future. Other than that, I can't really think of anything else to say. This has been an excellent episode of untitled. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Robbie DeShazer, uh, please go check that out please go check out all of my friends uh hopefully twitter is not on fire by the time <laughs> this releases tomorrow thank you guys so much